Hello, and I'd like to welcome you to the seventh. Is today the seventh? Yeah, I think podcast. It is. The think seventh so. podcast for Knife Journal, the Knife Journal podcast. My name is James Noka, and I'm with my partner Kyle Versteg. And uh, welcome aboard. I hope uh, new listeners that we've got six previous uh, episodes to listen to, and uh, glad you can join us. Yeah, there's plenty of material out there, you know, seven, eight hours of stuff you can catch up on if this is your first uh, show. Uh, every episode's a little bit different. Um, this episode, because we, we did a, a Bark River, you know, kind of distant podcast, we have some user email to catch up on uh, and some user-generated topics. So I thought, if it's okay with you, I thought we'd just kind of dive right into that unless yeah. you have... Okay. Nope. That works for me. So, that works so, for me. One of our readers uh, or listeners, Rick, asks, uh, "Who are like good knife vendors? Who do we use?" So I'll I'll throw that to you first. Like, who do you <laughs> buy your knives from? I mean, yeah. I mean, if well, if you buy knives, yeah, a lot of times um, I get my stuff directly from the manufacturers. I'm I'm kind of lucky that way um, because most of the stuff that I get are is done by. Um, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, you kiss my butt. <laughs> You're going to smoke a cigar while we're Damn talking. Straight. You can smoke in the house? Oh, I can smoke wherever I want. Oh, I'm going to pay the bills. Listen, my <laughs> wife would never allow that at all. So I'll have you know that, oh, you suck. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Just for, for those of you who cannot see what I'm seeing... <laughs> Kyle just lit up a stogie. He cut it with his, uh, I don't know if it was an ultralight bushcrafter or... Sebi. Oh, a Sebenza. You got a Sebenza. I got a lefty one. I've had it for years. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good. I was going to give you mine, but I guess you don't mm. need mine. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, so most of the time, I, I'm lucky enough, I, I get a lot of stuff from different manufacturers and... So I don't have to buy a lot of stuff. That being said, there are an awful lot of good dealers out there. Um, uh, DTL. I don't even know. I did. I don't even know what DTL is short for. Okay, so it's just DTL Trading Company. D DTL Trading Company. He's a he. He has a store in Menominee, Wisconsin. Okay. And. Uh, Jason is a very good guy. He has um, a, a great selection of stuff and probably some of the best prices. And uh, same, same goes with um, Knife Ship Free uh, is oh, yeah. a good is a good dealer, and he he has a good selection of different kinds of stuff. I, I don't think he goes as quite as deep as Jason, but he's been adding stuff every day. He's a he's also a Benchmade dealer. And uh, they have a, they both have uh, stores that you can walk into, so they they can have Benchmade products. Which uh, that is one of the things about Benchmade, you can only be a Benchmade dealer if you have a storefront. You actually, hmm. I guess, have to have showcases, and I don't know if you knew that or not. No, how does how does places like Knife Center and stuff? Go <clears throat> with it? Uh, I don't think they sell them. Yeah, they do. Knife Center does. Yeah. Well, you sure? so yeah, so well, you know what? Maybe he's got a store too. 
Yeah, maybe I'm, an, like I'm assuming a I'm, my side stand or something. Yeah, my understanding is is unless you have a, a storefront, actual brick and mortar storefront with with showcases, you can't be a Benchmade dealer. Hmm. And uh, and I can't. Almost every Benchmade dealer that I know of has a storefront. Kaufman's okay. Hardware up here, has, yep. you know they they have them. Um, <clears throat> Knifeworks. Down in Roger at Knifeworks down in Louisiana, uh-huh. he has them, huh. um, which is also is a great. Roger is a great dealer. Um, he's about as competitive on pricing as as anybody. Uh, Grand Prairie Knives, GPK, they have a shop. And have you ever been to their store? No, I haven't. That's they're down by you somewhere. I've never been to their store. Hmm. But they're good people, Jason, or. J- Jason or Justin is is uh is pretty good hmm. about stuff. He's got they, and they have a storefront also. Hmm. Why? Who do you buy your knives from? Well, you know I've um, the Bark River stuff that I've bought I've bought from uh, Knives Ship Free. Mm-hmm. And I way back in the day I bought uh, an SE three from him. Uh, and then. Uh, you know, like folders and stuff. Uh, I like uh, um, uh, Knife Center. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've I've been a customer of theirs since like, gosh. Well, I bought I bought that uh, random task. Mm-hmm. Uh, that left-handed random task from them. So that that tells you how long I've been a customer of theirs. But then uh, that's quite I a like, few years ago. Yeah, that, a long time ago. And then. Um, I like uh, Blade HQ is pretty good, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know just just pretty much pretty much those places. And then if I happen to see something at like a knife show or a gun show, I'll buy it. And honestly, I I buy very little now, you know, because I kind of have what I want. And then if <laughs> I want a, a fixed blade, I'll just make it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't really buy fixed blades so much anymore. Um, but if, you know, I don't know how to make folders and there's a lot of, so I'll buy folders, but, you know. I would say folders are pretty hard to make. Yeah, I, 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 it's way beyond my skill level for sure. Um, so those are coming from, coming, coming from a microsurgeon. That sounds funny. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's, well, I, you know, it's a different skill set, you know, to, to, to make knives is very different skill set than, than sewing together, uh. Little one millimeter vessels. You know what? Speaking of that, I think there was another question about. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that real quick here. Um, Rick had one other question he wanted us to talk about, and that's um, what do we think about the SE folder? And I I don't know anything about it. I haven't seen it. You know, I don't know. I I can say absolutely nothing about it because I have not seen it either. Um. So I'm I'm totally gonna draw a blank on it. I don't I have no idea what it even looks like. I have not seen one. I sorry to say, I don't yeah, even know. It's, I don't I don't know who's making it for him. Do you know? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's completely off my radar. That I I did. Uh, they have that um, that rat one that's put out by Ontario. Right. Uh, and I. Um, it's one of the I I wrote an article with that knife in it for Blade um, sometime or was it Blade? Yeah. yeah, it was Blade some time ago, and and I <laughs> thought it was a, a you know decently made knife. I just wish that um, 
that Ontario would have made it in the USA instead of Taiwan. Um, but I didn't, I didn't see any problems with the knife, and you know it was pretty well designed and well and all that. Well, if I have to, I, I just uh, Googled it. Uh-huh. Actually, no, I looked at it on GPK Knives, and they have that's uh, a frame lock folder that's made in Taiwan. Oh, there. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's but that's the Rat One. The new one's that Azula. No, folder, this is right? this is a ES, and it's an SE Zancudo. Shoot, I I'm way out of touch then because I I don't have any idea. Zancudo frame lock. I mean that 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 uh one that Ontario made wasn't a frame lock, was it? It's a it was a, like a liner lock. Yeah. If I'm remembering yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a liner lock. Yeah, no, I know the new SE one is a frame lock. They they're making that in in Taiwan, in Taiwan? because it's thirty dollars. Oh my gosh, that's shocking. Yep, that's that's thirty bucks. Here's a picture of it. Can you see this? Yeah, I'm seeing. I that's the same one I saw. I just didn't know if it was. Yep, made in Taiwan. Huh. Well, that's disappointing. Um, <clears throat> well, it is what it is. I mean, you know, people don't want to spend a lot of money. You know, it's it. And yeah. that's uh, that's probably a great value. I mean, uh, I know that. Well, uh, that I've got a Spyderco uh, Sage that is um, a frame lock, titanium frame lock made in Taiwan, and it's mm-hmm. they executed it real well. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not bashing the quality or whatever. I'm just saying, like, you know, I kind of tend to favor the American-made. Um, yes, I, I concur. I concur. Yeah. And it's not it's not for reasons of quality because there are some really fantastic knives made outside of the USA. But you know, I just kind of that's why I drive a Ford. <laughs> oh nice. yeah, you heard my hoopty died. <laughs> yeah, how did that go? Oh yeah, the morning of uh, the morning I had to take it, you know, to the hoopty doctor or to the well, actually it wasn't a doctor; it was a hoopty donation center. I had to jump <laughs> it to get it there. And it got parted out, um, so I bought a a Ford. So now my family is entirely uh, Ford. You were so, the only you were the holdout before, huh? Yeah, because I the only and the, again the only reason I bought that Jetta was because I got such a, I got it for five hundred over dealer invoice, which it was cheaper for me to buy it new in Chicago than it was to buy like it used two years. And right. it, it, I got like two hundred and forty seven thousand some odd miles out of it, so it was a good deal. Yeah. But anyway, I generally, especially with knives, I generally prefer American-made stuff. But yeah, it's just, I, there's no, I can't say that, you know, the knives made in Taiwan are, like, worse or something. It's just a personal right. preference. Well, you know, and it's and it's one of those things that, that our industry has got to come to grips with. I mean, until our machine costs go down... Um, that under hundred dollar price tag is just not gonna is not gonna be there in American made stuff. Well, for for real high quality stuff. I mean, I think I think you're gonna see um, <clears throat> there. I think are there there's sub hundred dollar American made folders, aren't there or, or not? N- not too many. Uh, I mean, hey, not, that's a... not in the not in the frame lock market. I don't that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm huh. I know that. Uh, um, I mean. One of our premier manufacturers is, is WR Case, and they make they make some of their Delrin handled knives are under a hundred bucks. 
Are well, they all a, made a here? lot of them. A lot of them. And they're, oh yeah, they're all made here. They okay. They they do have a line that's made overseas though, I, and I don't think it's selling real well. Yeah, I would um, imagine. But but they uh, it was a, it was kind of a tactical line, um, hmm. and it did not go over very well with their with their following. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, the rest of their line is is still made in America and and can be can be, you know and that's that's a traditional you know pocket knife knife. Uh-huh. I don't think. Oh, excuse me. I don't think that they have any that are. Um, they have a couple one-handed folding hunters, but I don't think you can get one under hundred bucks. Okay. You'd, well, be hard, yeah. you'd be hard pressed. You, you know, you might be able to find one, but you'd be you'd be hard pressed. But yeah, you, you I, know, it, I mean, there's so much labor that goes into one of those, or so much machine time, and it, you know, and even the materials for something like that. And then, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have something that like works and is perfect and and has the fit and finish that you know the guys that are buying those fancy knives are looking for you're going to be hard pressed to get it done for under 100 bucks I would oh yeah think. yeah and that's and that's what the issue is i mean it's just they're just non-existent um you know you look at what you're spending for a for a uh, a decent uh folder and it's 200 bucks that you know pretty much if you if you've got something that's well and even then, I don't even know, like a, sp- a decent Spyderco frame lock with titanium is going to be in the 170, uh, 150, 150, 170 dollars. Yeah, made, minimum. And that's made yeah. in Taiwan. Yeah. You know, um, bench maids are. I mean, what, what's the what's the least expensive bench made that you can think about? Over a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's over a hundred hundred. It's probably a griptilian, and it's probably a mm-hmm. hundred and forty bucks. Hmm. You know, maybe you can find one a little bit cheaper than that, but I, I'm thinking you probably won't be able to. Huh. Well, so that's a that's a good. Maybe I'll do some research and try to find some for another episode. Some <laughs> sub hundred dollar American made uh, folders. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, with you know similar features. I I can't imagine that they did that. That's a thirty dollar knife. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. How how is that possible? For a frame lock knife, and it's got the it's got that little like uh, roto block thing on it too. Well, because it's made by uh, by little Taiwanese kids. Hmm. Well, okay, so the, I guess we've covered that. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Murph writes uh, he wants us to talk about uh, expectations of what people have for their knife. And what their knife will actually end up doing in the real world. Okay. And I think he was coming at that from like uh, these guys buying these crazy, you know, super steel. You know, I can do it all with my knife. Chop. <laughs> you know, I want to see what the inside of that rock looks like, so and, I'm just going to chop it with the edge of my knife. And what you know? And what they'll really do with them? Yeah. Oh, they'll go <laughs> well, in a drawer. Excluding, yeah, excluding <laughs> the people that are just going to put them in the drawer and every once in a while take them out and show their buddies their $500 freaking, you know, wall hanger. What what do I think is going to happen? Uh, they'll what they're I think that they would be surprised. I think that um when you got a lot of these super steels, these guys they take them out and you get them and use them and I I mean I have a fair number of them that are that are uh, they come wicked sharp, but then the minute you start using them really hard, um, and and 
trust me when I tell you this, I'm not a cinder block chopper. I am not a rock <laughs> chopper. I keep the edges out of the, you know, I, I don't, I don't do snap cuts. I don't try to break out the edges by snap cutting. Um, I think that a lot of that, a lot of people would be surprised at, um, they, it's hard to get them back to factory sharp. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, you need to have a, uh, you need to have some kind of a work sharp. I mean, I picked up that work sharp grinder. Yeah. And that's how I keep my edges sharp. I mean, they'll, and they will stay sharp through a weekend, you know, uh-huh. a good weekend or two of uh, out in the woods. Um, but, but once they start going dull, I, I think people are going to be surprised at how, um, how dull they can get, you know, think, because for, for one thing, <clears throat> what is, what causes that to happen is a lot of those knives are not, a lot of those super steel knives are not convex ground and a lot of them aren't flat ground. So a lot of them are hollow ground with a real thin edge. Mm-hmm. And a hard rock well, and they just won't. I just don't think they hold up so well. Yeah, the um, let's see. I think I think what Murph is getting at is like, you know, you have these guys that buy these big crazy freaking you know seven hundred dollar choppers, and uh, <laughs> you know they there's really not not a conceivable way that they're going to use that you know but um, as, a, as opposed to like a 35 dollar machete yeah well a five dollar machete if you buy it in country there if you, you pay five bucks but yeah there you go but um so uh i think he's murph has probably seen some of my videos where i actually use a knife and it's for stupid stuff like you know scaling a fish or you know like cutting a little piece of paracord or peeling an apple or something that's that's mostly besides the you know like the the occasional wood crafting type projects that my my knife use is pretty darn mundane now there's a i was reading today um i don't have a huge amount of time to spend on forums but uh i had to check blade forums today because i've got um a friend that i'm gonna meet up to go to ethan's with this weekend um but uh, so I was on there and on their main feed, um, and this might be somewhat controversial, <laughs> was a thread called, uh, are there any knives made that are as strong as Bussy? <laughs> <laughs> Do we dare talk about that? Uh, you know are what? We... Like I said, I, there... <clears throat> I, I, I think we covered this before, didn't we? Didn't we, well, talk, we, didn't we, we talk we, about the fact that he's like the greatest marketing guy in the world? Right. Well, there, there, there were some actually good points in this thread that I'll, I'll tell you about. But uh, basically, your take on it, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that, you know, you're selling a knife and you're charging like, you know, between two and three hundred dollars for something that comes without a sheath and basically has slab micarta handles on it, um, you know. <clears throat> and that, and that was basically am i right that yeah, and that, yeah. and that the and marketing is so good that yeah and it's yeah. probably it's probably <clears throat> i think we i think we saw what um Infi steel was oh yeah that that's uh what was the steel company that he showed that 
<laughs> okay, so Mike, when we were in Mike's office, he had um, a website from a, a major steel manufacturer in the United States, and they had it. He had it open to um, some steel, and it didn't. I just saw it in passing, but it was the exact formula of Envy Steel. Right. Exact. Right. You know, so... I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was uh, cutter, paper cutter uh, blades. They were they were using it to make paper cutter blades or something like that, or chipper, yeah, I, chipper I, blades I, or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember exactly, but it was a ma- it's it's made by a major steel manufacturer, and it's it's put in use for other stuff. Yeah, I guess is the point to make, and yeah. that's that's provable. We can get a link to that if we want it. Um, <coughs> but the, but but my my take on them is is I own two of them, and um, both both times I've gotten them, and I've been like, dang it, I kind of wanted to take this out and use it right away, and I had to end up getting you know finding a sheath for it and all this stuff, and it, it kind of. When I bought it, it was kind of like, dang it, it didn't come with a sheath, and it kind of dampened my uh, initial buying experience. But eventually I got, so the the two that I have is I have a Bussy Badger, and I got uh, Dwayne Puckett from uh, Armor All Leather to make me a lefty sheath for that one. And I have the Boss Jack, and I had him make me a lefty sheath for that. And, you know, I thought they were good knives. I didn't didn't see anything wrong with them, and they were... I am, tough and stuff, I'm but. not saying that they're not good knives. Right. Well, you, yeah. you will never that's hear not, me say right, yeah, yeah. that they're it, not good knives. That's because, that's not what this is about. But yeah. you, you know, the now there's there's something very different in what I just said versus what a lot of people who are getting these bussies said. Notice I said when I got them, I wanted to take them out and use them, and I was disappointed that I didn't have a sheath that fit the knife. Okay. Use them use yeah that's the difference you know and and uh, you know the the cool thing about the bussies and the reason a lot of people buy them and collect them is you you buy a knife and like you know five years later it's doubled in value right there's not too many commodities that are going to do that but uh in the thread apparently people haven't caught on that the infi is is it's a it's a fantastic steel but it's used in other parts right. of the industry it's, and it's a steel that's manufactured by an american steel company it's not some anybody crazy, can get it it's right nothing, it's, it's not, not yeah, proprietary right it's not some crazy thing that he invented that's like you know the some super secret formula like, like the Krabby patty formula or something you know <laughs> you're not going to have plankton coming over to your house trying to steal it and stuff but um so that was part of the marketing, and the other the other thing is um, somebody in the thread made a really good point, and that's that um, what's making those knives pretty darn tough is that they're freaking a quarter inch plus thick. Right. You know, it's the geometry of the blade more so than the steel. Right. A lot of times it's making them thick, and then of course it's cool that they have a lifetime warranty and they'll fix your knife and. So yeah, but yeah, but you got to remember here. Here's a couple things that literally the knife probably cost them ten or twelve dollars to make, maybe fifteen at the max. Okay, I'll even say twenty. Let's mm-hmm. let's say that he that it cost him twenty dollars to make that knife. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to give you a lifetime warranty with that, and I'm going to charge you three hundred bucks. How many times can I re, can I how many times can I replace that blade and still make money? Yeah, a lot. 
Well, wow. then you, but then you got to pay for these full page ads, and you got to pay like thirty grand to get your knife on a cover. And then you got to have the booth that looks like a White Castle, like it literally as big as a White Castle at yeah. Blade. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of marketing dollars that go into that, but um, you know, I think I think <clears throat> it's very well marketed. I think I think it's a quality product. Um, I own two of them. I don't lust after them. Um, after after a certain point, I just kind of, when I figured out how to make knives on my own, I just kind of lost interest in the, in, in most of the fixed blade market. And that was one of the first ones to go. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean, here's the deal. He doesn't, he does not have a dealer network. He doesn't have a distributor program. He just has his, basically his website. Mm-hmm. So he has like, I mean, he's, he's making stuff and selling it. At full retail. Hmm. Okay, as opposed to a lot of companies that make it and sell it at not dealer, but at distributor cost. Uh-huh. So their their profit margin is considerably smaller than than what than what Bussies is. Right. Okay. And it and it's just a matter of I mean, to be honest, I don't I wouldn't even begin to know how many knives he sells a year. Yeah, well, here's my favorite Bussy story, and then we can move on. So I'm at Blade in 2010, and I actually have this on video. So there's video proof, and you can look it up on my YouTube channel. I did a Bussy Boss Jack review, okay? And I, I put this in there as a little snippet as to how dedicated their their um, user, well, their collector base is. The, um, so there's this, there's this Asian guy, and he's standing in front of the um, Bussy booth, and they're like throwing out a card that gives you the opportunity to purchase a knife from them. Not a, not a discount. They're not throwing out $100 bills. They're throwing out a card that lets you purchase a knife from them at Blade Show. They throw it into the crowd, and this it lands on the floor in front of this Asian guy, and he bends down and picks it up, and a girl beats him up. Like this skinny white girl ran up and just beat the hell out of him and took it away from him. <laughs> like, that's, that's, my, that's my favorite that's my favorite Bussy story. <laughs> and, and and really, once you've seen that, like, there's just no... I, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, he got his ass whooped. Like, beat the snot out of him and took the card from him. It was like watching the whole lunch money thing all over again, you know? Only it was a skinny white girl? A skinny white girl beat up this big Asian dude. It was... It was crazy. That's so anyway, funny. we kind of diverged there, but hopefully we answered Murph's question. That'll get some emails. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I have video proof of it, you know, and <laughs> it's funny. it's already in. It's been in my. It's been on one of my YouTube videos for like two years now. So that's that's funny. Yeah, I'm not making that up. So next uh, question comes from Rob in Atlanta, and he asked us two questions. One was directed at me, and one was directed at the both of us. And his okay. question was. Um, given that I make my living based on the dexterity of my hands, am I afraid of injuring them, um, in all the monkey business that I do? And my simple short answer is no. Can Um, I, can I say, can I ask you a question about that? Sure. Um, obviously your hands must be insured. Well, to, yeah. That, and that would be, that would cover a lot. It's, they're, they're in you don't take an insurance policy out on your hands unless you're like 
you know, a hand model or something. But I, I have insurance that covers You're not you a know, hand model disability and no. <laughs> my hands are just average hands. I'm an average <laughs> Iowa guy. But um no, the the whole thing is the reason I um, have dexterous hands is because I use them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know the the reason uh, the reason you can get iPods assembled in China but you can't get them assembled here is they're from a very young age they're actually like using their hands for something other than playing Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so my hands stay dexterous because I use them, and I'm careful enough that. You know, I don't, I don't foresee having a real significant injury of my hands. I'm pretty careful of them, so I don't really worry about it. You got to get on with your life. So, um, next, next thing he asks is, what's our opinion of buck knives? I carried a buck one ten for a long time. Mm-hmm. So did I, and so did Bo and Luke Duke. So that makes it perfect. <laughs> it's about, it's about as good of a, a folding hunting knife as you'd ever need. <laughs> Um, this the, is a, uh, a, a fixed blade. It's the uh, Buck uh, 1029 or 10. Hold it up. This. Oh, that's a that's a um, not a special hunter, is it? Uh, I think maybe it might be the Woodsman. Yeah. Uh, it, but it, it's just <laughs> it's just one of their smallish um, um, fixed blade. You know, it's got like a four or five inch blade with a clip point on it and it's got uh the black handle with the silver pommel and all it's just one of their standard things it's, it, as far as i remember this was the first fixed blade not this exact one because the the exact one is i don't know it's in a box somewhere but um this was the first fixed blade that anybody ever got me and i think my dad got me this when i was like seven or eight years old or something and then you know i'd had a <laughs> A scout knife or something before that, but this was the first actual fixed blade, and it's it's a it's a fine knife. I think they're good. Yeah, my um, is USA kind of, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so I um, I had a buck one ten for a long time, and I and uh, then <clears throat> I won't say that I uh, how how it got re- replaced, but it got replaced by a bear paw, an Uncle Henry bear paw. Okay. Which I had for ever. And um, that when I got that bear paw, that was actually uh, guaranteed even if you lose it. So basically, if you, oh if you everybody that got one. How do they actually, do that? I don't know. But everybody that got one lost it and got another one. Huh. So that was uh, that was kind of a funny uh, kind of a funny deal. But I actually still have that. That um, uh, and now I I can't lose it because there are no more. Yeah, and I'm sure that they won't honor that. <clears throat> yeah, that, how are they going to give you another one? <laughs> yeah, it's well, and I've had that since like 19. I bet you 19 1979. I'm thinking. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, and you know, um, but back to back to the buck question. They make a lot of nice folding knives. Um. Yeah, hey, we should look. Maybe they make some lock blades. I the Buck One Tan can't be that that pricey, is it? No, that's and that's probably uh, that's probably under a hundred bucks. Let me look. Um, but yeah, they're uh, that's, I've still got <laughs> but they mine. Have, they have a Mayo. They have those Mayo knives. Mm-hmm. 
Tom Mayo uh, designed TNTs, I think they call them. Uh-huh. And they're nice looking, uh, um, nice looking, nice looking folders. Uh huh. Yeah, they've got a whole bunch of folders here. Let's see, I'm trying to find their 110. It's My, not not popping up right in right. Oh, here it is. Buck folding hunters. Okay, so there's the 55 for 37 bucks. There's the 112 for 49. Buck 110 for 49 bucks. Okay. Okay, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna personally make the recommendation. <laughs> uh, let's see, are they still made USA made? Let's just make sure that we're yes, made in USA. Absolutely positive, forever warranty. Buck 110, 50 bucks. Okay. That okay, so the I, so I'm wrong. There's still some under hundred dollar knives. Yeah, but it's it's a lock back. It's not a frame lock. Yeah, but I bet you even their. Uh... Can you hear my dog? Yeah, I told you I'm gonna. I I would recommend a vocal cordectomy on him. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife just just drove in and uh, um, so he's all excited and that's that's the way the blue tick hounds uh, show excitement is he, he's very happy to see her and he's running around howling. <laughs> but I think he's about done now. Oh oh yeah, she's about done now because my lovely wife just grabbed the. the Shock. Oh, good. <laughs> the cattle prod-sized dog shocker. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, uh, so, again, I, you know, I, I like buck knives. Always have. Uh, and uh, uh, buck 110 is one of my go-tos. And then, uh, of course, that, that small fixed-blade buck. I think it's the woodsman or something. Um, anything to add? Well, I'm I'm amazed that they can make a, a frame lock folder in America. Well, it's a it's a lockback. Well, no, but they're they also make a Buck Lux folder and they're selling on the street for thirty five bucks. Oh my gosh! And it's made in the USA. That's what it says. Wow. Now, now that being said, it might be assembled here. Well, who knows? Um, it, it's at some point you're kind of picking picking hairs you know did was the was the uh iron mined in the usa you know right there's a there's a lot of well a lot of hairs that you can split on that but but uh anyway i i like buck knives um well the handle but, material is titanium coated stainless steel so it's a, they, so it's a stainless steel so it's a stainless steel frame lock 420 stainless so it's not real Real good stainless, or not real good steel. It's good enough, but it's it's probably a good. 420 is what they use in like KitchenAid mixers and stuff, right? Though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, really. No, it's it's a colory. <laughs> it's a cutlery. Well, no, there's different 420s okay. though. There's okay. different 420s. Yeah. Okay. I would say it's a, probably a cutlery grade. Um, okay. Stainless, and and I'm sure okay. it it'll it works just fine for for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it would do me just fine. Yeah. So anyway, the, the check out the bucks. I like them. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with them. Yeah, especially the 110. That's like the the all time classic. You know, American <coughs> holding lock blade knife. Everybody should own one. I think so. I think everybody should own one. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, 
three topics we can talk about. Um, let's see. Do you want to talk about geek out knives? You got anything you're geeking out about? Oh, not really. Not lately. Okay. Well, not, you... I mean, I, I mean, I'm uh, that that new blackjack bushcraft knife. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I'm gonna have an article coming out and a video <clears throat> on that too. Com just a, a comparison to the regular. Um, the regular Bark River Bushcrafter. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's, they are two different knives. It's, one isn't a copy of the other. No. They're, they're, they're very well, different. It's quite a bit bigger. Yeah, and um, it has some it has some uh, features, like it has the uh, bare metal at the back of the handle like I like, but Mike doesn't like. Right. Um, it's The handle is, is slightly different. It's a thicker blade. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of differences, and it, it's... Uh, it comes in at a lower price point, um, made by the same exact guys, and it's, it's out of ten ninety five, which I like. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. So it's a little lesser, uh, and it's a little softer, so it's easier to sharpen. Yeah, and you can. It's you know, it's just I. I'm a big fan of properly heat treated ten ninety five. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I actually, I don't know how you could go wrong with that knife. Mm mm. Um, for the for the price, I mean, out on the street, I'm not sure what it's. Uh, what that's selling for on the street? 150 bucks, 170 bucks. Yeah, I, I haven't seen one. <clears throat> but um, oh, what am I geeking out about lately? Here's what I've been carrying lately. The last, What's that? The, the last. Oh, that's that. That uh, is that that one you got redone. The canoe. Yeah. It's a, a marbles canoe knife, and uh, it's got a little stag pommel on it. That's bad. Yep. Nice looking little. Uh, just a little, I don't know, what is that, a four, three-inch blade? Three-and-a-half-inch blade? Four-inch blade, maybe? Um, is, is that the one they redid the tip on for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it had a broken tip on it, and uh, they they uh, fixed that up for me when I was up there. So I've been I've been carrying that. And, and um, you know, I had uh, Greg from uh, the sheath maker up there from... Um, Great Lakes. Great Lakes, yeah, thank you. Great Lakes Leatherworks is making me a sheath for that uh, um, Boker knife. You know that big oh, cool. hollow handle Boker knife. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually try to use that and play with it a little bit and see about doing some maybe a video on it or something. Yeah, that's cool. I saw. Um, I think our our uh, hollow handle discussion, um, it, confessing to our. Um, closet love for hollow handled survival knives is starting to make some inroads uh i saw the other thing i did is i stopped on blade forums today and i was looking in uh the knife makers area where you can ask them questions and stuff and and some guy um named carbon one is has made a hollow handled survival knife with a lot of kind of neat features on it there's a thread on that on there so um, no, I think I think that they I think that they come back. I mean, I, I don't yeah. have a problem with them. I, you know, I never <laughs> I never really I never really did. Um, some of them make good sense. You know, I mean, yeah. there's there's not a. Um, I mean, I would uh, one of those round handles is to me is actually quite a bit more comfortable than a, than a flat slab sided handle knives. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. There's, there's no comparison. Yeah, those, you know, so. So even saying that the handles are uncomfortable because they're round isn't really true because I think they're way more 
uh, way more comfortable. Um, uh-huh. I'm surprised that somebody hasn't figured out a way to do a hollow handle and then slip a micarta, um, like a like a, a thing over the top of it, so that you can have a hollow handle, but it still has a ergonomic micarta yeah. shaped handle. It'd just be narrower. Yeah, would be the only thing. The, yep. the the compartment would be narrower. But anyway, so I think I think maybe some people are giving them a second look, which is nice, because then that means that hopefully some knife geek will start making them and. I'll be able to buy one again. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. can't even you can't even look at those Chris Reeves ones. <laughs> no, you know, but you they, know what that that um, the one that Boker did for for the Mar- the copy of the Martin knives. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a copy. It's a collaboration with Martin knives. Mm-hmm. Is is actually pretty well done. I mean, yeah. for for the price. I mean, I think they're on the street. They're 140 bucks. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and they have and they have a sheath. That's cool. <laughs> it's a crappy sheath. It's a crappy sheath, but it has a sheath. Yeah, but you can you can the point being when it comes to your house and you're all excited to go out in the woods and like Yeah, you could actually you know, put it in the sheath and yeah. Reenact first blood and stuff. You can, oh yeah. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can actually go out. go out and use it. Yeah. Yeah. And not have to wait for a sheath yep. to come or whatever. Yep. So so there's that. Um the knife um I showed you at uh that I'm well. I'm geeking out about two knives. Um, one is that Necker, and we need to do a show on neck knives. Okay. You know, um, eventually. But, but <clears throat> I, I already have my favorite Necker of all times, bar none. And and prior to this, it was the um, Ethan Becker's, the Becker Necker, uh-huh. and I still love that. I still carry it every day because I don't have one of these other ones. So the deal is, the guy's name is Mark uh, Reich. R E I C H. His website is reichprecision.com, R-E-I-C-H, precision.com. And he's got this little necker knife um, that has a, has a handle with the finger grooves in it. So there's three finger grooves on the bottom of the handle, and there's a finger groove on the back of the handle. And uh, when you look at it, you're like, what the heck? This is some gimmicky ninja knife or something. But then you, you take the handle... Your, your index, long finger, and ring finger go on the bottom of the handle, and your pinky locks into the, um, the slot on the back. And when you make a grip like that, it feels like you have a big, huge, you know, full-handled knife in your hand. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not going anywhere. And that Yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed by that. The, for and for it's, a neck it's knife, it sure, it sure felt good in your hand. I, you know, and I... I carry a, um, the neck knife I carry all the time is most generally all the time. I, I have two. I have one that I made, uh-huh. and then I have another one that is uh, a Rob Simonich design that uh, Camillus made out of Talonite uh, okay. years ago. And um, that that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. I like... Um like I said, I like that Becker Necker, and and if you if you know what you're doing with a knife, you can actually get a lot of use out of a, a Necker. Yes. Um, be, before uh, you know, it was a few years ago. I uh, the only knife I brought out deer hunting was uh, a neck knife, and I I totally and completely cleaned, processed, skinned everything my deer with a neck knife, and that included like splitting the 
sternum and the pelvis and all of that. And, um, you know, so if you, if, if you're willing to take a little bit more time and effort, you know, you can, you can get by with a, a neck knife, but they're, they're not usually my favorite and I don't like having things around my neck. Um, but that, that, the, I'm seriously geeking out about Mark uh, Reich's. Um, well, you know what's never. interesting about that? A lot of guys don't realize it, but you, um, if you hang too much weight on your neck, you actually can get a headache. <laughs> yeah. And and a lot of a lot of neck knives are too heavy, and that's kind of why I like those Talonite knives. And that and that one that you just got. <clears throat> is, well, I don't have it yet, but I'm buying one. Yeah. Oh, I thought you already had. I thought he you no, got one. No, 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 no. He didn't. Okay. He didn't have any because those are those are all hand forged. Okay. That's not okay. a ground knife. That's okay. a hand forged deal. But you know how small that is. Yeah. And and that's what makes a big difference because most neck knives are the guys are putting big handles on it or you know a full size. It's a full size knife, and even though they skeletonize it, it's still pretty heavy. I mean, the the two neck knives that I use almost all the time have little blades they're only like maybe an inch and three quarter inch long maybe two inches at the most yeah and and there's with a little bitty dinky handle i mean it's like a two-finger knife yeah and um and i think that um uh i think that when you have something like that you um it you don't you don't notice it's there but if you put a big one on it's heavy yeah, well, and I just I just have an aversion to having things around my neck. Um, the other little kind of necker that I am fond of is a is a TM Hunt makes it, and it's like a little Warncliffe pattern uh, knife. I bought one with a pink handle on it for my wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have one too. Um, I like that quite a bit. But um, yeah, neckers is a whole nother discussion. But anyway, I'm geeking out about that. The other knife I'm geeking out about is actually a fixed blade and I know I've said that I'm out of the habit of buying um, fixed blade knives or really even caring about them but the reason I care about this one is that again it's a hand forged knife your our friend Lon Humphrey makes it mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, hand forged and then it's got that little notch at the top that he's forged in or at the at the at the front of the handle on the oh, bottom the guard. side it, it's got yeah. like a like a built-in guard a forged in guard yeah, that's that's part of the knife, and and it's the coolest thing, you know. It's it's like the answer to that whole um, problem of having a full tang knife with a guard on it. Yep, yep. You know, and, and he, he can and he can taper the tang too with those if he wants to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I and mean, that, it's he's making some awesome stuff. Yep, yep. Lyman so just got his uh, uh, journeyman. Yep. So yep. he's he's doing pretty well. I see him as a master smith in a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing an awesome job. Yeah, he's doing great stuff, and, and I, I especially like that guard. So that's, basically I'm geeking out about that feature, and I, I think that's really cool. So you're going to try to do that in, on your knives now? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bought a, I don't know if you saw, but I bought a, well, I traded two of my homemade parangs for a, a big, huge forge. Yeah, I saw a, that. A farmer, yeah. So it's a Champion Forge and Blower Company from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I, I got like a huge, massive forge that I traded for, just two of my parangs. And I, I tuned it up over the weekend. I had to 
craft a couple parts for it. The motor always worked and everything, but I need to I need to change where the electricity is coming out. Um, but it should be ready to fire up here as soon as I get that rewired. My next door neighbor is going to help me with that. What, what what's it need a wire? What do you, you need to? Well, I just blower? need to re. I just need to relocate where the plug is coming out because it's got a motor on it, but I don't like where the plug's coming out. Uh -huh. And plus, it's it's the old two wire system. It's not like grounded. Right. And and I want it grounded so I don't like electrocute you know, yourself. Right. And which that is would a be realistic possibility for me. <laughs> that would be real bad. Right. And so, so and yesterday, <laughs> this is awesome. I bought a 50-pound bag of blacksmithing coal oh, cool. in, in Iowa. So now I have a, a supplier for coal. I also found a steel company that can order me any steel that I want. So I'm like pretty pumped about that. But I won't be able to do that until probably not this weekend but next because this weekend I'm headed to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I am not. The old Smoky Mountains, baby. <clears throat> yeah, I was, yeah. uh, was going to come down, but I've got a wedding that... Where my my uh, youngest boy is getting married the following weekend, yeah, and so I have I can't make it, and I'm kind of sad about that, but um, but I know you'll have fun. Uh, good so group it's, of guys it's, down there. Yeah, it's Ethan Becker's um, fall gathering. Ethan Becker's a designer for K Bar, and and he's made for a bunch of other companies and stuff. But he's a friend of mine. He also happens to be a real French trained Cordon Bleu chef. Which is another reason I go, because <laughs> you always eat well. Yeah. He he uh, he teaches me a lot. Um, when I'm down there, I always kind of kind of do his prep work, and I pick up stuff from him, uh, little tips and stuff. Uh, there's a there's a Smoky Mountain Smoky Mountain Knife Works down there, that's uh, that's like huge and awesome. But I've never been there. I'm gonna make a point of going this time. How how far to the west of or he's east of that, right? How far yeah, well, to he's, east of that? He's he's south and east. I mean, I'm it's, sorry. He's yeah. He's, he's he's south and east. Like if you're in Knoxville, he's like an hour from Knoxville, south and east, in back in the Smokies there. Yeah, so, but how far is he from the Smoky Mountain Knife Works? Because that's on 40, right? And yeah, 40? And he's it's that's just he's probably 45 minutes from them. Oh, that's not very far at all. Yeah, and it's it's back towards Knoxville. So, That's not very far at all. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna hit that. Maybe uh, take some video there. Uh, I'm gonna bring um, my digital recorder down and hopefully get some interviews with some of the guys there, so we can have just a you know an interview to plug into the podcast here and there. Well, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. And uh, what else? Yeah, is I'm kind of I'm kind of sorry I'm gonna miss that, but yeah, you got a wedding um, though. Yeah, my I mean not that I. I mean, my youngest boy is getting married. That that's a lot. Yeah, you gotta kind of you gotta kind of make that. Yep. So. Um, one of the things that uh, a couple of guys have been pestering me about was uh, some kind of a, a fall camp out up here. Um, well, we should do that. Yeah, I got I got one buddy of mine that really wants to go somewhere, uh, you know, up into the UP somewhere, and and just uh, and then we got to start planning our uh, trip across the UP. Yeah, the snowmobile trip. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking the end of uh, the end of January. We ought to have enough enough good snow to to really do a good do it right. Yep, and do uh, wall tent with yep. a, with a stove in it. Yep, 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 yep. Exactly. 
So keep, keep keep that in in the mind of what what you want to bring and uh, um, start planning. I sent you a link to uh, uh, those um, the trail map. Yeah. Now I just have to find a snowmobile to rent or oh, whatever. Well, you know what I was thinking about. You know, and I have I have got three, but uh-huh. I'm thinking that maybe we should uh, we should just go ahead and rent three of them for a week. Yeah, it wouldn't be that. I wouldn't imagine it's more than no. five hundred bucks to rent. No, I don't even think it's that much. But um, but I think that that would be the wise the wise play. Yeah. So that in case something breaks, you know, somebody else is responsible for it. Right, and then you're not you're not well, and I'm not going to be jacking around. I mean, I right. I grew up on snowmobiles, and I got all the jumping and like eighty mile an hour speed runs out of them that I'll ever want to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I'll be careful with it. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look into that. Um, let's see, we're, do you want to, you want to talk about the forum thing? Might as well. All right. Well, so, so let me, let me just set this up. Uh, Jim was right about something and I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And that, that happens a lot. Um, but this, this was something that took me a long, long, long time to come around on. And it's an individual choice for each person. So, on the internet, my username everywhere, anywhere where I post is Average Iowa Guy. And I, I chose that because I'm just an average guy from Iowa. I'm nothing special. And, you know, I didn't, I just wanted a, a, a name that basically described me. And uh, so I, I chose that as a username, and I've been using that for a couple years now. Um, and I didn't... Uh, I don't want to use my real name because I, I'm a surgeon and I have a practice. And the last thing I want to do is is piss off some, you know, knife nut who, who just loves a particular brand of knives or something and then have them go trash my real profession, which, you know, people do. And, uh, you know, you write negative reviews and all this stuff. You... you you see stuff like that happen, and so I was kind of averse to using my real name for that reason, because, you know, I I have opinions about stuff, and usually I have a pretty good reason why I have the opinion, but still, there are people out there who are, who just cannot handle it if you have an opinion that disagrees with them, and they will attack you personally, they'll stalk you, They'll do all kinds of crap, and that's already happened to me before. And so I was a little wary of, you know, um, using my real name. Uh, <laughs> but um, I've come around, and the reason I came around is again I was on Blade Forums, and it was in the Wilderness and Survival um, section, and somebody posted a question: What is the best disinfectant to use on a wound in the uh, wilderness or whatever. And so I, I responded and like 15 fricking people that are like big jack balls or whatever, right in, you know, about like chewing up tea leaves or chewing up like some beetle or something and putting it on there. I mean, just crazy stuff, you know, <laughs> and like, okay, like it works it probably, you know, that's fine. But like, I can't answer questions that way. I have to, because of what I do for a living, when I answer a question about what is the best, you know, and, and there's proven science saying that, that, that a certain way is the best, I have to answer based on proven science. I can't say, well, 
you know, my grandma used to like poop in a jar and shake the poop water up and then pour that in the wound and wait for it to pus out. I mean, you you just can't, I just can't professionally do that. You know, I have to, but so there were all these people that had all these crazy answers. And, uh, so, so finally I just, I just said, well, here's, here's where I'm coming from. This is why I'm answering it this way. And here's my real name. Um, and you can, you can look me up, you know, I'm board certified in general surgery and in plastic surgery. Dealing with wounds is pretty much how I feed my family. You know, it's, I'm not Dr. 90210. I'm like Dr. Middle of freaking nowhere. Okay. So I do a lot of like can- cancer surgery, you know, some farmer gets his leg caught in an auger. Some guy shoots his leg with, you know, out shooting gophers or whatever, like they come to me. And so I have to be able to deal with those wounds and all that stuff. And that's, that's how I make my living. This is what I think. And after I gave him my real name, it stopped, you know, all, all the nonsense of, you know, like, well, yeah, that's just your opinion, man. It's like, yeah, it's my opinion, but it's an educated opinion. (laughs) And, you know, you can look it up and decide for yourself. And so after, after that experience, I went to all of the forums that I frequent and I put my real name in my signature line. Yep. Um, just because, you know, and then of course, then some smart ass is like, well, uh, Hey, I know where you live. And so I, I wrote back, Hey, stop on by, you know, <laughs> come on well, by, you okay. know, it's like, I, you know, I'm not doing anything to be ashamed of and I'm no. not saying anything crazy. And like, if you want to stop by, stop by, like, you know, I don't care. Like, I'll say hi, maybe like, you know, give you a cigar and a pop and... Yeah, we'll have a discussion. We'll talk about knives. You know, one of the things that's kind of interesting, and I, it's it's happened to me, a lot of people know that I've been, I ran knife forums for, since 98. So I have a lot of experience with the forums. And one of the things that I noticed was guys that use a real name tend to not be dicks about stuff. Because it makes you think about what you're posting. On top of what you just said, be, people look at you and say, okay, he gave me his real name. Uh, you know, I, I should probably not be so hard on him because this is who he really is. And Yeah, and, 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 and you know, it's, and people, like you said. I think they, people look at you differently when you're, because all of a sudden you're not hiding behind your, your moniker. You know, you're not hiding behind your screen name and you can't be, you know. You're not hiding behind your keyboard, and yeah. and I think that that says a lot, and and especially in. Now I'm not saying that that's the way it should be in all forums, but mm-hmm. what I've noticed is that in our small community forums like we have, um, I think that 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 means a lot when you put your real name out there. Yeah. Um, the other thing that it does is. What I notice is when I go to some of these functions and somebody walks up to me and says, oh, I'm my name is John Doe, and I'll say, oh, hi, John, how are you? And they're acting like I should know him for his whole life. <laughs> we'll come to find out it's it's uh, um, walks Squib- on water. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> or you know? Squibby 978 or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. some jackball uh, name. And so it's like, okay, uh, well, now you have to remember two names. Because, yeah, I just because forget what, the forum name. The, the, I don't give the, a damn. 
Yeah, the the, na- the next progression was always getting together and meeting in person. Mm-hmm. All you know, all these people that we've met on the internet, and uh, and so it made it kind of more difficult uh, to remember two sets of names. Yeah. So so it's well, kind of it's kind of one of those funny deals as is that a lot as people progress, they tend to put their name in their signature line, their real name in their signature line. Yeah, it was a, it was a hard decision for me again because I have. Um, I'm in kind of a unique position. Um, you know, I, I have a an actual profession that, you know, I depend on my reputation, and it it doesn't even have to be a fair attack. You know, it, it doesn't even have to be fair what they're saying. It can be somebody that's never even seen you before, but if they write some some bull crap on a forum, you know, saying this and that, they've never seen you before. It's, you know, you can't you can't fight it. You know, right. So, it's, right. it, it took me a while, but at this point, I'm like, you know, I don't care. You know, I, I do a good job at, at what I do, um, and I'm not you know, saying anything crazy on the Internet. And in fact, a lot of the stuff that I'll post is actually, you know, y- y- people pay me to write articles for them with the same exact content. It, and I'm going to get to your knife real quick here. Um, people, people pay me under my real name to, to write the same stuff. So, you know, maybe I should have my name and, and have it be associated with the stuff that I'm not being paid for. Right. You know, cause it's still my, it's still my work. Well, sure it is. Sure it you is. Know. Sure it is. Yep. And I think you'll be happy. I mean, I don't think, I don't see people, um, like I said, especially in our community where we run into each other, we meet each other. That, that's one of the things that is, um, it's kind of interesting about this group of people is uh, these knife form people uh, is the fact that, you know, we get together at shows, we get together at gatherings such as the USN gathering or at, or at the grind in or at Ethan's place. Yeah. You know, and, or at PWYP, which is uh-huh. a, that springtime gig. Um, and, and it's been uh, my, under, I mean, it's been a great, you know, it's just been a great thing to do. Yeah. And and so, you know, using your name isn't so bad. I well, don't think and, people and most, should be afraid of it. Most of the people knew who I was anyway. Again, well, because of because I actually go out and do stuff. Yeah. And, I, and people know me from that. So it, most of the well, people knew who I was anyway. And if if they didn't, they could easily figure it out. So I was just and, like, well, I'm just going to put it out there. And fact of the matter is, it doesn't. It isn't going to change your credit card rating. I mean, <laughs> you know, no. my. Uh, uh, I just had to replace my credit card for the second time in the last um, four months. And mm-hmm. it wasn't because my name was on the Internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's it's one of those things that, you know, that's with us and there's nothing we can do about it. Our, we're not anonymous. And even though people think that they're anonymous, you know, and they make statements, you can actually run them down. Yeah, I can. I can pretty much at this point. If somebody's hassling me, I can. I can figure out pretty much who it is. You know. Yeah. And so. And that. Know, I, and that's by. And that's not a challenge for somebody to fuck with us. No. Yeah. No. 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 It's. <laughs> you know. It's like. And see listen, if we can catch them. <laughs> be reasonable. We're. We're like. You know. Normal guys. We're not. You know. Not trying to hurt people. Not. Not trying right. to bully people with our opinions and stuff. Right. You know. It's just opinions. And you know. 
you know, there's that saying about opinions and about everybody having one that I won't say because we're a somewhat family-friendly show, but you get the idea. Well, the other thing, too, the other thing, too, is a, a good thing to, to, to realize on the Internet is never argue with an idiot <laughs> because yeah. a casual reader isn't going to know the difference. Yeah. And that's what, you know, it was always kind of like you never argue with an idiot in person because a passerby won't know who's, you know, know the difference between the two guys arguing. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the other thing, too, is, is you know, if you've, if you've got a differing opinion on something that's, that's radically different, you can state it and not, not be a jerk about it. Right. And, and, you know, because everybody has their own opinions, you know, that's... But sometimes things are, you know, they, they walk in and they throw gas on a fire. They cause more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. Um, gets people banned. You know, it's, yeah, no, there's, it's no fun there's, for anybody. There's definitely forums where they'll wolf pack. Yeah. And, okay, so the, the other thing, um, the, other, the other thing we talked about recently regarding forums is, and this really, really bothers me. Um, if you have a, if you have a forum and, uh, I, I'm just going to say it's a, it's a lockpick forum. Okay. I don't want to, because I don't want to identify any forums that are this way. They know who they are, but let's just say you're, you're looking at, um, lockpicking forums. Okay. And I'm not a member of any forum. I don't even know if it exists. So I'm just using a hypothetical example. You have a lockpicking forum and, um, Southard locks, uh, advertises with them but they have a competing lock company whatever uh blue tick locks or whatever and uh if if southard advertises with the forum you're not allowed to talk about blue tick lock picks or whatever mm -hmm. you know so th there are certain forums that and i've run into this on two different occasions where you you bring up um like say one product and they don't they don't like you bringing it up because that product isn't quote unquote a member of the community and, right and and so like okay so am i supposed to just talk about this the the people that advertise on your site like so is this basically just a marketing vehicle then i i mean i don't know what, what <laughs> hold that thought for one second because i gotta okay. go stop that my old dog is barking not my young one Hang okay on. coffee break all right, back. Yep. Okay, so my point being, at some point, the forum, like, crosses the line between, you know, being a place to discuss... Uh, uh, right. Discuss things and and then being an advertising vehicle. Well, it was, it was always kind of interesting because Knife Forums originally was designed to market for a distributor. Uh-huh. And when I acquired it, it had only been in business for, like, I think it was up for, like, four months and it wasn't very active at all and and blade forum sprung out of that uh-huh and uh, because actually uh, the guy that started blade forums was actually an admin on my site <coughs> so he was kind of in a position to to you know chain the rudder and run it run the run the forum aground back uh -huh. then it was kind of like the wild west well I had kind of a different philosophy because those guys were all gearing their forums to sell stuff, to sell their own stuff. Uh -huh. And 
I always treated my forum like a like a um, a, a place to to share ideas and opinions and stories, and basically it was gen- it was a content generating site, and mm-hmm. I sold advertisement on it. And that was the, that was you know there was nobody got favoritism because they advertised with us, um, and and I think that that was what kept us kind of on the purest side, mm-hmm. as opposed to some of the other sites that that um, uh, you know they they focused in on who was you know who was supporting them you know like for example, um, one of the forums was owned by a company that had that had a another company that sold knives. Uh-huh. And so in the beginning, if you were a competing company, you weren't allowed to post there. Yeah. You know, and, no, so, and nobody's even allowed to talk about your products. You right, know? right, right, right. And so and, that was I didn't like and, that. I never cared for that so much. And so that's why we always kind of tried to stay you know, kind of neutral on when it came to that that kind of material. Um, yeah. And everybody had every everybody that had a forum on my forum was given the same set of rules, and that was my philosophy was to be nice. Yeah. You know, treat people with respect, and you'll get it in return. If you don't, we'll, we're going to can you. Yeah. You know, and it was real simple. And and you know what? It was always a dry spot in the swamp for a long, long time. Yeah. Well, and then the other, it, it goes even beyond like companies and dollars. I at one point I used to post on this one particular site, and uh, I had a a friend of a friend, uh, so I know him through one person. I've met him a couple times, but I can't call this particular guy my friend. He's a friend of a friend, um, who's actually fairly famous um, in the survival world. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to complicate his life. Um, But fairly famous in the survival world and actually knows what he's doing. And so I responded to a thread on this one forum and uh, somebody was asking for a source for a product that this guy is a big proponent of. And I said, well, you know, the guy that kind of, kind of, pushes that a lot is, you know, my friend of a friend, Mr. X. And my post got, like, edited and deleted, and I got this big lecture about how we're not allowed to talk about Mr. X. (laughs) And it's like, what? This guy knows what he's doing. Regardless of what your beef beef is with him, you're going to go to that length of, of pettiness to, like, you know... And and that's... And that's really what it is, is pettiness. Um, you know, I, I remember an incident that happened with me a long time ago. Um, we brought one company on board that wasn't, that that a player was not a friend of another company. And I actually got an email from this other company saying, oh, if, if this guy's here, you know, I'm not going there. And I was like, really? You know, I mean, how for whatever happened to you, you can't you can't find it in your heart to forgive him or or make it or figure out a way to make it right. You're just going to now you're just going to badmouth him now for the rest of your life. 
That's what you're going to live by, that code of, 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 I mean, how miserable can you be? I can't ever, I'm going to let something that happened to me 25 years ago affect the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> let, let it go. I mean, really, because yeah. it, because it ends up killing you. It ends up eating you up. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think these guys realize that. Yeah. You just kind of have to move on. Um, it, it, my my solution for dealing with uh, problem people is to just shun them, yeah, and just well, ignore them, and and not make an issue out of it, and not draw attention to it. Exactly, you know? exactly, because it's just not worth it. If they come up, I feign ignorance, <laughs> and um, you know <laughs> that happens like quite a bit. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about that. Yeah, you know, you know what? I'm, I don't need <laughs> I don't need that much negativity in my life. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, I know it sounds kind of, kind of hokey, but I don't want to be around negative people. Right. Brings you down. You know, yeah, I, I want to be around people that are upbeat and positive. Right. And well, and then, so, so it, this, this brings me back to the point of the forums. When I'm on a forum and that happens, I'm not posting there anymore. I'm nah, just not. Just walk like, away. Yeah. It's just not worth my time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit and learn all the ins and outs. Like if you if you have a problem with a certain me mentioning a certain lock pick, you know, again, I'm not a lock picker. I'm just using it as an example. If you have a problem with me mention a certain lock picker and you don't have the guts to put it in your forum rules like don't talk about blue tick lock picks or if if you, <laughs> you know, you don't have the guts to like post it publicly, then shut the hell up and leave me the hell alone, you know. Yep. Yep. If if that's a rule there, then don't have it be an unspoken rule. Have the guts to put your name on it. Right. You know, same thing. If you don't like a certain guy, and there's like an unspoken forum rule, you can't talk about Mr. X. Then have the guts to put it up there. Yeah. You know, don't just come down on people quietly behind the scenes because they talked about somebody that you're all you, you're all butthurt about because they're like more famous than you or whatever. You know. Yeah. I I but, don't I don't understand it. You know what? It's a Kind of a funny deal, and and like I said, I can't have that much negativity in my life. I, I just don't have yeah. time for it. I just leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have There's too plenty, much... of, plenty of good places to go where that's not going to happen. Let's mention uh, the Knife Journal forums, which yep. we're trying to build up, trying to get yep. that to take off. We've got a new moderator. Yeah, um, yep, we do. And uh, uh, it, it is starting to pick up a little bit. I get uh, emails every day of new people joining, so that's kind of cool. And uh, it's just a, just a matter of time. I mean, I don't think it'll ever be, but I could be wrong. Uh, it, it could ever be as big as uh, as Knife Forums was or Blade Forums was, is. But, you know, you never know. Um, Takes time. Blade, Blade Forums and Knife Forums didn't start out as huge mega sites. No. Nope. They started exactly like Knife Journal. Oh wait a minute! Forum I re- I remember that. I remember back in the day when I could read every single post on knife forums. Every single post that was made yeah. during the day, I could read every one of them. You know, and I could read pretty fast. So yeah. it got to be the point when it was a thousand posts a day, and I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and that's the way it goes. You build a community, and and hopefully people figure out that we're not dorks well i'm a dork but i'm not a mean dork yeah and you know just a philosophy also um today's show was brought to you by our listeners (laughs) who posed the (laughs) topic questions today 
So keep your keep your uh, topics and questions coming. Podcast at knife forum uh, knifejournal.com. So podcast at knifejournal.com. Yep. And uh, we'll, sign up for we'll the forum. A little bit longer on the giveaway. Yeah, we still have some. Still waiting for some people. I think we've got uh, we got quite a few. Um, but uh, and I, I've got some. We've got some time yet on that. Yep. And, yep. So get get signed up and and uh, uh, like us on Facebook. Yeah, uh, knife Do- journal. Knife journal on Facebook. And uh, what do you think? Call it I quits think, for the day. Yeah, I think so. About so, dinner time, I think, and uh, so we're gonna sign off and and say uh, keep your uh, knife sharp and your friends sharper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, I get we'll a kick s- out of that every time I say that. Keep your <laughs> keep your friends and your knife sharp and your friends sharper. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you. Uh, well, you'll hear us next time we get one of these out. Like I said, next episode I'm gonna try to put some um, Ethan Becker interview stuff if he'll consent. And uh, whoever else shows up that that catches my interest and has time. Um, that sounds like it? fun. Yes. Yep. That sounds. And see if you can't grab one of those. Uh, M. What was it? M eighteens. M eighteens. Dude, that's a <laughs> lot of money. <laughs> see if he. See if he'll lend me one to play with. I'm pretty sure he would. Or you could even borrow mine. I. If you want it. You well, I, I, next time you come up, bring it. Okay, I will, and then I'll just leave it up there with you. And and, and we can play with it. I I, I want to see I want to see what all the hubbub's about. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. You just feel like a a beast carrying that. It's like a club. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a caveman. All right, Kyle. We'll all see right. you next time. Okay. Yep. Have fun. Yep. yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.